0: Good afternoon everyone. Uh, my name is Bella Siangonia and welcome to our weekly broadcast for the Zambia, Zambian Association Network of the, U, the U.S. Or ZANUS, uh, radio show this Sunday, April 26th. It is 2 p.m. time. Uh, good evening everyone. Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me, Mr. Fred? Yes, I can hear you. Good. Good afternoon. Oh, great, great, great. Good afternoon, Mr. Fred. We have eight five zero five two four number. Who's that on the line, please?
1: Oh, good afternoon, Bella.
2: Noah. I'm calling from a different line.
0: Ending in 086606. I can come back. Okay, great, great. Thanks. Okay, so welcome to the show. How are you today?
3: I am. I'm doing well, thank you. And yourself?
0: That's good. I'm doing well, thank you. Okay, so thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us the call. So today we'll be, uh, our special guest is Mr. Fred, and uh, he's our vice president from the Dallas Association, uh, Mr. Ronald Mutale. So we're basically going to go through the show and ask them some questions about who they are, what plans they have for the association in Dallas, and also discuss some of the initiatives that they have in place. Uh so Mr. Fred, I'll start with you. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself, like who you are and how you find yourself in Dallas or in the US in general?
3: Uh sure. Um I guess basically um, a little about myself. I um I recently moved here uh I would say about five years ago from uh from Australia, um, where I uh I graduated from um and met my wife there and then we moved over here about 5 years ago to uh, to Dallas um I'm currently a solutions architect um in uh, in solutioning uh, of uh, software in IT um decided to move to Dallas cuz there's you know obviously great opportunities here in the United States um and then once I moved here I connected with the Zambian community uh in uh, in Dallas Fort Worth uh and from that point on I got engaged in community work, uh, in being part of the community and, and learning to understand um, how the Zambian community works here in, uh, in Dallas and how they live um, and try to connect with the people here. Um, and then eventually I got more interested in, in, in that work uh, that I decided that uh, maybe it was time to, to be uh, in leadership. Um, uh, in the front um as far as being a president for for the community um that is basically uh, i guess a little about myself um yeah okay no great great uh
0: so just uh, just backtracking on what you said given that the us is such a big country uh you say that Dallas had opportunities that you are looking for like what specifically about Dallas drew you to that city or area
3: um that's a great question um for, firstly, I would say um, at, at the point when we, my wife and I were looking at moving, uh, we were both working for uh, American companies back in Australia. Um, I was working for a company called Solar Winds, uh, and their headquarters is in um, is in uh, uh, Austin, Texas. So we were both looking for um, a. a, a a, a place or a location that would, um, allow us first of all to be in, in, in a good weather area, uh, but also had a lot of potential, um, career for, for what we were looking for in the sense of it. Um, and we figured Dallas had that, um, you know, in, in, in the sense of what we were looking for, despite that, um, the company I was working for was in, was in Austin. We figured it would be much easier for Dallas, um, to be the uh, the central location
2: for us. Okay,
0: perfect, perfect. Now, you mentioned about wanting to be involved in community activities within the Zambian community in Dallas once you arrived. What about in Australia right. Right? prior to coming here? Were you involved? I don't know. If, does Australia have a local association or a group that um, cares the needs of Zambians? Uh,
3: yes, they There's one in uh, in Sydney, uh, specifically where I was uh, in the New South Wales state. Um, When I was there, unfortunately, I was not engaged in um, in community work or in the association at that point. Um, And I would I would say that even when I was there, um, the association was not made up uh, and organized as we are here, uh, and what I had found when I moved here, uh, it was just a few Zambians in, in Sydney, um, and then other parts of uh, Australia, such as Perth and Melbourne, uh, they seemed to, to be more Zambians at that point, so they had well-organized um, associations, uh, but um, I, I was not engaged at, the, at that point uh, when I was there
0: okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, no, that's that's good to know uh we also have Mr. Charles a member from uh Florida. He's joined us, so Charles feel free to also ask our colleague if you have any questions as well
4: uh, we uh, your line thank you so much uh,
0: President uh, okay, so the next question, Mr. Fred is uh when you joined the Dallas association like what was your what was your role in that organization prior to becoming the president?
3: Um so when I first uh joined, I was part of um uh Mr Chitila, uh, Peter Chitila, who was uh, uh, a president uh, the president at that point when I when I joined, um I became his treasurer for that association um at that point. Um which was a great opportunity to learn how things are done here and uh and learn um, basically, from him as well at that point, in the sense of how um, associations were 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 working uh, for the for the people in Dallas Fort Worth. Okay,
0: so like when Mister Chitila engaged you as a treasurer for the organization, like what was one of like his key or the group's key mandate for you? Like, what did they really want you to help them out with or something
4: specific?
3: Um, yes, um, mostly it was more about you know looking after you know the community when uh, we had uh, bereavement. You know, we had somebody lose um, a family member or, uh, here in Zambia, here in, in the United States, or uh, in in Zambia. Uh, so the goal was always trying to figure out best ways we could raise money, uh, we could help out any family members that were not in a position to support um, themselves here, uh, but also organizing events such as the independence, uh, pre-planning on how much, uh, you know, setting up a budget as far as how much we would need um, to execute a a fun and exciting uh, as well as educative um, independence uh, event for our community. So a lot of the initiatives were more around um catering to our community while um understanding you know the cost that would be involved in in uh coming up with those events that we were looking at providing.
0: Perfect, perfect. Okay. No that, that's good to know. Uh Mr Charles, did you have any questions for uh Mr. Fred before I got the next set of questions for him.
4: Yeah, I just like to find out um, when you're doing activities. Uh, how do you sustain those? Uh, do, your, do members usually pay a membership, or what are your sources of funds?
3: Um, that's a good question. So currently, we do we do pay a membership fee uh, each member of the association, um, and we use that as the first, um, uh, I guess, sum of money that would help us to get even more creative in a sense of how we could raise more money for a project that we have. Um, we've come up with different initiatives such as maybe um, creating or, or buying T-shirts and, and looking at selling them as a form of raising money, um, getting donations from, um, you know, well-known Zambian businesses in the community that are looking at um, us, you know, pushing their business out there, their business name, um, and they'll provide some um, uh, some donations once in a while, uh, but also uh, during uh, events that we may have. Before we, we we get to the date of the event, we try to also sell tables, uh, allowing uh, businesses to have uh, to have tables uh, more of a vendor at our events. That way, they can promote their businesses and their services as well. So that really helps us in um, in raising money and also. Uh, getting back some money that we invest into uh, the events that we we come up with.
4: Wonderful. Thank you so much for that,
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Mr. Fred. I had a follow-up question to what you just mentioned about uh, selling T-shirts. I remember you had shared with the group some T-shirts that your team had made, and they looked very nice. Uh, what was the response with that to uh, the community? Like, were they very receptive to purchasing other t-shirts?
3: Actually, when it when it came down to the t-shirts, um, we we never fully executed uh, that in the sense of selling them to the community. Uh, it turned out to be quite a, an expensive project at that time, um, but it is something that we're looking into to to make and and sell to the community. Uh, because at that point, we were looking at launching for our, um, uh, our association as a new team that came in after uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Joyce Chiway. So we, we were looking at uh, different ways on how we could cater to the community uh, for that launch, um, food and drinks. And it, and it turned out to be um, out of our budget at that point. But we are still looking at that option in the future to sell those T-shirts.
0: Okay, yeah, hopefully it works out because I did like the design one that I shared uh, with the group. Uh, So the next question I had was on what you said about donations. Like here in Atlanta, for example, in terms of membership, it's something that we have struggled with, like to get community members to to pay membership dues, but instead we find it easier to ask people for a straight donation and they're willing to give a donation versus paying a membership. So how has been the response of uh, paying membership dues in Dallas?
3: That's a really uh, great question. Um, The response has has been mixed, Um, and, and one of the... Uh, that's one of the struggles that we face in our community uh, just as much as, uh, as, as you face there. Um, but we, we looked at that opportunity and tied it with, um, with the life insurance policy that we, are, we have brought to the community. Uh, during our launch, uh, we invited uh, an individual or a salesman from um, Hartford Insurance, and uh, we, we realized that if we were able to provide a policy, a, a life insurance policy to the community, and then tied it with the um, with the uh, membership uh, uh, fee, that way it would actually help us raise the money and, and convince people that they were actually, um, the money was working for them based on the fact that we were working for them and bringing ideas and, and uh, things like life insurance, uh, for them so that they can be covered. Uh so it's been a mixed um response and it is something that we're still working through. Uh but for the most part, uh I think eventually we will have a lot more people sign up uh based on the fact that life insurance is is, is important and everybody needs to be uh needs to be covered.
0: Okay, fantastic. Okay now that's definitely a great idea. Uh, was like the the membership fee structure is it yearly monthly like how much is it
3: um so we we go on a on a ten dollar uh per per month uh, obviously that would be about a a hundred and twenty on an annual perspective um we try and be flexible with our members with our community uh if 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 those that can afford it are willing to pay the hundred and twenty uh, upfront, then we take that. Uh, And if there are those that want to pay uh, half or or, um, quarterly, then we will try to go with with whichever way that they feel more comfortable from a financial perspective.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. That's good. Okay. Uh, So, like, in terms of, like, you being the association president, is this something that you wanted or is this something that others encourage you to do? Like, how did you find yourself in... Becoming the association
3: president—that's a good question. I, um, honestly, I had um, I had few people, you know, bring it up in the past. But it is something that I also thought about um, in the past, based on uh, what I had experienced since moving here, uh, the industry I work in, and what I experienced, and things that I I eventually got to learn. I felt that um, if I was in a position uh, such as this, it would help uh, bring some of those things to the table and to our community. Um, so it was a, it was definitely a mixed of a mixture of um, personal growth as well as um, other individuals that felt that um, I suited that position or, or um, I suited to be in, in that role and, and be a leader in the community.
0: Great, great. Yeah, I think typically that's uh, that's how these things work. Is like each 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 leader, whether you're president, vice president, whatever role it is, you bring something to the table that enhances the organization. So, like specifically right. for you being in the technology sector, like what are some of the initiatives that you have put in place, or you're interested in putting in place to enhance your organization?
3: That's a good question. Um, so when Eventually, when I got in and, and even now, um, I manage the um, the website uh, for our association um, and also within the website, we try to create other um, things like uh, surveys, creating surveys to understand within our community. Um, ideas such as daycares. Uh, We've been working with uh, the daycares around Dallas to to see if we can build a relationship to provide a discount to uh, members of our community, uh, which all ties back into that uh, membership fee. So what we did is uh, we created a survey on our website for folks to be able to go onto the survey and um, complete... The, the, the questions that were there in the sense of, you know, if they were interested in daycares, which daycares they, they preferred, and that really helps in us working for the community and being in touch with the community. Uh, that's just one of the examples in terms of um, leveraging uh, technology to get more from the community without having to call each, each person. Um, but we're also looking at um, adding a PayPal account to the website. That way uh, folks can be able to just donate straight from the website and the money ends into our, um, our bank account. Um, and that really helps in just making sure that uh, at the end of the day, there's the proper accountability of any money that's being donated to us as the association. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Okay, so like, let's shift back to the finance part. Like, uh, What has been your biggest challenge in that area, other than the membership part? Like, are there specific challenges or roadblocks that you face as you go out to solicit dodges uh, to advance the team of your organization? Uh,
3: yes. Um, I mean, just like in any uh, organization or business, uh, you, you know, you some of, you, you always face some challenges when you're trying to raise money. Um and, and it has been it has been a challenge as well that we've faced um in, in trying to convince um individuals or, or business uh, owners to say um perhaps invest into us or donate you know towards uh, a cause that we uh we have um but it's always uh, a, a good I guess um Challenge because then it, it it gives us the opportunity to learn how we can be more effective uh, the next time we're trying to have a event or a program that we want to offer to the community um, that that is that is basically you know something so sometimes those are things that we we go through but it's been a mixture of challenges yes
0: okay okay, awesome. okay let me uh, open it up to our other callers to see if they have any other questions. Does anybody have any question for Mr. Freed before we go to the next line? All the lines are open.
4: Uh, This is Charles. So, yeah, so President Kazembe, there's been a lot of... Changes changes in the country regarding immigration and all that, I think the immigration policy has changed a lot in the past three years. Um, so what, what channels do you use to communicate information regarding that, do you use the website or the social media groups or do you invite maybe an attorney on a forum to talk about that, how, do you, how are you approaching
3: that? Um, that, that's a good question as well. Um, initially when uh, we were uh, forming up this team, um, I reached out to a few individuals that I knew in the community, um, you know, with different backgrounds in terms of career and, and professionalism. And one of the uh, individuals that I, I invited to be part of the association is a immigration lawyer um, here in Dallas. And uh, she is really, really uh, great at her job and a great piece of our association. So when it comes down to immigration information, um, dissecting that those details or, or, or that information to the community, we we go through her and and have that channel as a as a way of communicating to the community um, with the right information uh, that perhaps is released on the on the website and then we release it into the uh, group chats that we have uh, within WhatsApp um, as we've created different zones within Dallas that allow us to be able to share such information. Great. Thank you so much.
4: Mm -hmm. Does anybody else have a question for Mr. Fred?
1: Yeah, question for, for Fred. This is Noah. Hey ahead, Fred, uh did you extend an invitation to Mr. Malenga or is it just you for the afternoon? Um, I extended Malenga. the invitation.
3: I extended the invitation to uh the the my vice president Ronald, uh Mr Ronald Mutale. I think he should be on the line. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Mr. VP, welcome
1: to Zanos Radio. Just wanted to uh, get a little background on on who you are and your role in the association. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do and just anything special that you want us to know? Uh,
0: Mr. Ronald, are you on the line? Uh, Oh, maybe it's muted. Okay, I think maybe it might be muted. Okay. Okay, so uh, going on, Mr. Fred, so something you mentioned, uh, which I like, is something we you also need to think about here in Atlanta, is you mentioned that you have identified the challenges of people not donating as an opportunity for you to learn uh, about how you can improve your approach for next time. I think it's something that we all can. Uh, can take into practice. So for me, having been in the association for a long time, there's a tendency to think that Zambians are not charitable. But my experience has been that Zambians are just as charitable as the broader community. It all depends on how well you explain the need to them and how they can help make that difference. Would you say your experience has been similar, like where Zambians or non-Zambians are equally charitable?
3: Uh yes, uh, I believe so. I mean, I think the um, the biggest um, opportunity that you can look at in any situation when you're when you're raising money or you need people to donate is is about how you um about how you execute the idea to them, how you approach and package that idea to them if you want them to donate. Um, so I think for us the opportunity. Uh, and, and is always about learning how can we approach, whether it's Zambians or non-Zambians, um, yeah, about the idea that we have and and the need that we have uh, for them to be able to um, to donate or or provide some sort of financial support to us. Um, so I, I agree. I think so.
0: So then, just thinking long term, like initially, how many how many years is your first term as the association president? in Dallas, Fort Worth.
3: i'm sorry what? What? i i, I didn't clearly hear the question
0: oh i i I want to shift our discussion to long term uh planning so i want to find out how many years is your first term as the association president
3: um so long term plan is to um obviously continue growing uh our financial uh status um you know, making sure that we figure out ideas such as the T-shirts or making some cups to sell to our community. Um, And and then also looking at opportunities of um, focusing on uh, uh, educating more people to sign up for the life insurance policy because then that, again, ties back to the membership and that helps us raise more money uh, and have more money for supporting the community. Should should uh, somebody need any support from a financial uh, perspective, um, and also looking at um, maintaining for the meantime, um, educating more people about the coronavirus. Because at this point, it feels like it's going to be something possibly till next year, if if if, if at all, um, with 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 the information going out and about. Uh, so that is also part of our long-term plan. Just making sure uh, educate more people to stay home, uh, wash their hands, uh, and just maintain that uh, social distance. Uh, at this point, um, that is basically uh, some of our, our our long-term plans. Great,
0: great. Yeah, and then recently you had shared with uh, the other association presidents that organization was able to secure food uh, for your community members. Uh, can you talk to us some more about how that initiative, how it came about, and how, how it has been going so far?
3: Um, yes, uh, that 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 initiative was really really um, came to to light actually through one of our members, uh, Miss Hazel Montemba. Uh, she has a great relationship with um, a church here in Dallas named um, House of God's Glory Church and um and the pastor there pastor amy uh, and and uh, miss Hazel who's our uh committee member have a great relationship that when uh, the pastor had uh food coming in that that she gets through um her own other connections with other uh organizations um she allowed miss uh miss Hazel to be able to reach out to me and uh, and and allow us to be able to get some of those boxes of food, dry foods and water, and give to our community. Uh, And since then, that relationship has really strengthened because uh, it was not a one-time opportunity. Uh, It has become a weekly opportunity where uh, when a truck arrives, uh, she informs us and we can go out there and pick up as much as we need and provide that to to our members in our community. Fantastic, fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's a definitely sounds like a fantastic initiative to, You, you've been able to put in place uh, to support the community of uh, coronavirus or COVID-19. And how has been the response of the community to this initiative? Are they coming out and getting the need the needed supplies and food?
3: Um, it, it has been mixed. Um, you, you know, within our community, uh, there's, you know, norms that we know of, such as... Um, sometimes people don't necessarily like to open up and say, I'm in need. Um, So one of the um, opportunities that we looked at was, you know, if you know a family, you know a family has a large number of of kids, Um, you know, if you know about maybe perhaps what they do for work or or perhaps just knowing who they are regardless of what they do for work and how many kids they have, we've just been calling up folks and, and delivering food for them uh, because sometimes people will not open up until you actually um, are there and you, you offer them food and you give them the foods then you then you get an opportunity to hear what 's going on and how things are going, and then they 'll inform you about somebody they know that they think uh, deserves as well um, an opportunity to to receive food from from us so that's that 's how we 've been going out uh, and, and executing that uh, but we've also had one or a few people reach out and just say, hey, uh, I'm in need of water or, you know, other dry food that perhaps we may have. Great question.
0: Yeah, I think, like, for us in Atlanta, we, it's like we've experienced like most, uh, I think we have discussed like most food cases that have closed. And of course we do send mm-hmm. out a message to our community members asking them to reach out if, there's, if they need help. So maybe right. yeah, we may need to just re-strategize how we communicate that message in the event mm-hmm. that people may not be keen about coming out that they need help themselves. Right. Okay. Uh, then the part I was going to ask about is regarding life insurance. I mean, that's something that we in Atlanta have also struggled with, is getting people to, to sign up for life insurance. Typically, some people, they do have it through their employer or they have their own personal policy. But unfortunately, things happen where a community member passes away and they don't have life insurance and it's becoming harder and harder to raise the funds to to cover funeral expenses so like what's your plan in really getting people to sign up for insurance as opposed to feeling that others would take care of the uh, burial expenses
3: um, I guess it, you know for us. Um, when we started this year, we we did not start on a on a good note um, as a community. Uh, we had a lot of uh, funerals, uh, unfortunately, and uh, we're still dealing, you know, with that pain uh, at this point. Uh, and that really helped, um, should I say, or pushed the agenda uh, for life insurance um, to be presented to the community. And you know, we had to go out there and find which type of policy and which type of company would offer what we were looking for, Uh, and we're trying to convince more people, and and I think the message has been received, and more people, I think, will be signing up eventually, especially once things kind of start going back to normal. Um, But but the idea has been about, you know, even considering the coronavirus, um, at any point, uh, this thing is is affecting everyone uh, regardless of age uh, of, of uh, race. Um, so we're also using that as an opportunity to encourage more people to sign up uh, and because the policy also offers uh, is not just a a, a coverage for um, a, 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 an individual it's more of a community based uh, culture based uh, policy. Uh, that allows all of us to be signed up under a certain amount of money um, and, and you you would still also have your own policy number and still reach out to Hartford uh, Insurance to understand if you actually are covered so it's it 's been more about encouraging and, and letting them know that you can be covered um, if you have a social security number uh, and we 're also looking at opportunities on finding out which Zambian life insurance companies in Zambia um, are willing to work with us here to see if we can cover um, some of our members in our community that do not have, or should I say, are not yet residents or citizens uh, and are in an unknown state. Uh, So uh, in most of these American insurance companies, they will not allow um, an individual without a social security number to sign up. So our goal now is also looking at how can we cover those that are, uh, do not have social security numbers? Um, and so we're trying to figure out and work with some of the, or should I say vet some of the Zambian uh, life insurance companies out there. Uh, and, and slowly and slowly, I think we will narrow down to a few that we think we can, uh, we can use as a, as a way or an opportunity to cover individuals here and also help them or help us. Um, get more members to sign up as well. Perfect, perfect.
0: Okay, looks like we have Mr. Mutale. Mr. Ronald Metale has joined our call. Um, Mr. Mitali, can you hear us? Mr. Uh, Mitali, is your line on mute? Can you hear us? So, those of you to join the call, we are speaking today with uh, Mr. Fred Zembe. Uh He's the president for the Association of Zambias in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. Uh, I've opted your mic, so if you have any question that you'd like to ask Mr. Fred, uh, please go ahead and ask uh, before I go to my next set of questions for him. I guess some people are still thinking through questions. So I wanted to shift uh our discussion maybe to, to Zambia now. Like are there any ideas or initiatives that you as a president you would like to explore on how you can be more involved in supporting our fellow country, men and women and children in Zambia? Has your team given thought to that?
3: Um for the meantime, we we're I would say we're still exploring um ideas, uh, and some of those ideas are such as um, looking at uh, internships for um, our fellow students or students in Zambia that are, you know, at university and the ones that are very bright. Um, we are looking at possibly figuring out a way to see if we can um, have, you know, the bright ones come out here, spend a, a semester or uh, a couple of months uh, and learn uh, from here and get that experience, that exposure, uh, and that may be at some point help another individual back home when they do go back uh, to see life from a different perspective. Um, those are some of the things that we're considering to look at in the future to see how we can bring, um, you know, students here to intern and spend some time here and, 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 and educate themselves. Because I think that, that those are some of the challenges we have back home a lot of um students are graduating they they they're bright, but unfortunately there's not many opportunities and then they turn into uh, different opportunities at that point based on you know what what what's out there, what's available for them um, but we're also thinking that at the end of the day uh, if we can as a, an association if we can uh, figure out uh, a way to raise money, whether it's through grants or working with certain colleges or universities that are willing to provide uh, those type of services um, through maybe um, uh, donations uh, or community work, um, then we're willing to figure out a way to build those relationships so we can bring uh, an individual who's bright and has um, uh, an opportunity or deserves an opportunity such as that.
0: Perfect, perfect. Okay, so then going back to what you just mentioned about uh, working with private, like local companies and universities, does your association currently have like partnerships that you're working with beyond the uh, that has been donating food items to you guys?
3: Um, at, at this point, not yet. We, we are in the process of finalizing a relationship with um, one of the colleges here um, in the colony. Uh, it is a it 's a community college and, and we 're still in discussion, uh, but due to the coronavirus, things kind of have have stalled for for some time uh, but we 're looking at uh, exploring the idea of um, building a relationship with them to help our fellow Zambians here in Dallas as well as the ones that may be interested in um, coming here from Zambia to educate themselves to see about a price um, uh, initiative or price uh, deduction uh, or incentive, should I say? Um, so we're still trying to figure out how that can be done um, for our local people as well as for the Zambians that may come here to educate themselves. Um, that that's basically where we are at this point. Okay, perfect.
0: Okay, so I wanted to shift to what we or what you brought up earlier in the call. Uh, regarding your involvement uh, with planning for events, uh, because <laughs> events, they take up a big chunk of our activities uh, as associations uh, in terms of planning and executing, especially like independence events. Those can be very mm-hmm. time-consuming and uh, financially inten- intensive. But right. like from Atlanta's perspective, I don't know about the other association president, I was hoping to speak to this. Is our experience has been that independence events and events in general don't tend to generate a lot of revenue for for our organisation, whether we underprice or we just have a cost overrun. Can you talk to us about your experience in Dallas, whether right now as the president or prior as the treasurer, on how well your events have been uh, executed and whether they are financially worth or they need to be redesigned or reapproached?
3: Um, you know, that's a, that's a really interesting and, and great question. Um, it, it has been mixed uh, from my past experiences. It, it has been a mixed, um, uh, I guess, um, success or, or, or uh, event in a sense of uh, financially making money or not. Um, one of the things that we understand now uh, that we, we we recently looked at is that when we are planning for the independence, uh, whether it's an in independence party or event, we want to involve or we do involve the community as well, um, have some of the women in the community uh, help out in whether it's the cooking of food um, or the idea of what type of food we should cook. Um, and that really saves us the the time to then now look at other things that we need for that event. Um, in the future, we're considering providing independence parties to be free. So if um, not free entrance, but also maybe a small fee to be paid like $10 or $15, and then it's free food and free drinks. Uh, those are some of the ideas that we're considering. But obviously, it would take some time to get there, and a few steps have to be made. Um, but mostly, we, we we involve the community, uh, we look at ideas that uh, we also involve the children. And we make it more of a fun, community-based um, event uh, that is not only about, you know, grown people mixing and meeting together and drinking uh, the night off. It, it's more of also educating our non zambians that uh, attend these events to learn about Zambia, to learn about uh, our past presidents, to learn about our states and our cities, uh, and learn about uh, us as a community at whole, as far as who we are and how we fit into uh, the Dallas community overall, uh, and some of the plans that we have uh, for ourselves, and and how we can better continue to to grow as individuals and and live together within a, a state and city that is very multicultural.
0: Okay. Yeah, perfect, perfect. No, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh let me ask our audience again if they have any does anybody have any question? Mr. Fred? excuse me. Uh before I go to my next question. Okay, I guess uh there's no questions for the moment. Uh so the next question I have uh is in terms of session uh planning. Uh for- not just for your role, Mr. Fred, but for any other role uh, within your organization. Because like here, and I, as I reflect on the last year, is that like we need to think about who's going to uh, replace the current committee members. So can you talk to us some more about how does your national line for succession? I know you just started, but how does, uh, enlighten us on how your organization plans for succession of the leadership team.
3: That that is a, actually a really good question. Um, you know, we, those those are some of the things that I, I myself have really taken time to understand how that can be executed, and and we're still trying to explore um, how we can do it successfully um, without alienating any individuals um, on the team uh, based on you know their performance. Um, with everything it's all about performance at the end of the day, uh, despite that this is community work, this is um, at the end of the day um, something that we do out of our own heart, out of our own time. Um, so when it comes down to succession or um, putting someone in a position um, you know of, of success, um, we look at you know their input at the end of the day. Do they have a lot of time on their hands? Are they available? Uh, Are they responsive? Are they accountable for their own actions? Um, Do they understand the work we're doing? Um, And are they part of the the community in the sense of being responsive um, when we do have situations such as a death or whether it's a party and we we need a representation from our our team? Um, It's just more about being present in the time. Uh, And those are some of the uh, steps or some of the um the things we consider um, when we need to promote somebody or, or put someone in a position of more more power and more responsibility.
0: Perfect, perfect. Okay. Uh, so guess I guess on the on the call question is it goes back guess, to planning for your organization. Uh, you mentioned that your organization, like most other associations, we all struggle with finances. It just seems like a general trend uh, that we all seem to observe. So other than your plan to ask for donations from uh, community members and, business, and Zambian businesses and uh, from events, like what are your other revenue plans that you are thinking that you would like to implement in the immediate long term?
3: Um, In the long term, we would like to look at the initiative of uh, making T-shirts, cups, um, and other, you know, small items that represent Zambia, perhaps, Um, you know, creating a T-shirt with the Zambian flag or the Zambian map. um, We feel that that's also a way for us to be able to generate uh, some sort of income Um, and also um, building more relationships with obviously businesses and hoping that they can donate more. Uh, but for the meantime, I think it's more about uh, having more T-shirts, maybe some cups, and then getting that um, added onto our website. So adding a process where folks can be able to purchase those items right from our website, and then we can uh, mail out those uh, those items to them. Um, that those are some of the ideas that we're looking at as a
0: form of raising more money. I had a question so given that you have a lot of uh, technical background just based on your training as a professional and your work can you tell us some more about what type of work exactly that you do in the event that maybe somebody listening they may be able to reach out if they need support on technical related matters?
3: Uh, sure. Um, my my background is actually in accounting. Uh, I graduated with a degree in accounting, uh, but uh, I got into technology back uh, when I was in Sydney in, in Australia. Um, and now I focus on the architecture of, of software, so basically the implementation and and configuring of software. Um, so if you use software like Salesforce, or um, QuickBooks, and you do not understand how they work or how to uh, configure them uh, mostly for enterprise level for you know corporations or whether it's uh, residential um, i'm I'm happy to engage and and work with you and see how that can be set up um, but mostly that that's been my background, and then I picked up on. Uh, website creation, uh, not coding, but basically using um, uh, tools like uh, GoDaddy and Wix, uh, which allow you to simply create a website without any uh, coding with any languages. Um, so if, if anybody listening uh, or know of someone who needs uh, help in building uh, a website which is less cost-effective uh, than using a, a developer, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Um, but mostly, that's that's been my background. That is my background. Fantastic.
0: Okay. Do is there any other question from our callers that you may have for our guest? Uh, the the mics are open, so feel free to just, please.
1: Hello. This is Joyce.
0: Hi, Mrs. Joyce. How are you?
1: Good, how are you? Um, uh, not, uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for question. calling. In. You're welcome. It's not a question, but it's just a comment to so President Sekazembe. Um, we just want to appreciate his leadership as people here in in Dallas, um, especially during this time of Corona. Um it has been like a challenge, uh, to my knowledge, each time we have new elections in Dallas. And, you know, two months down, you know, the year, we experienced a challenge for the leadership. Um, in, and this time around, the challenge has been this coronavirus that has hit the whole globe. Um, And uh, I just want to thank the executive um the able executive headed by our president um uh, Mr. Kazembe for reaching out to the community uh for people who are unable to get essentials and uh, they went out of their way and solicited you know these items which people can pick um and, you know, use them for their own um, home use. I really appreciated that. That's something that is very difficult to arrange. But then with his committee, they were able to do that. So... We thank you for that initiative, Mr. President. Keep up the leadership, and God willing, this coronavirus will be over soon, and uh, we can come back as a community and meet with all those ideas that you brought up in the last workshop. So I thought this is an ideal time for me, you know, to give you that comment. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Thank
1: you, Madam President.
3: Thank you, Miss
0: Joyce, for that comment from Mr. Fred. Does anybody have any any other questions or statements for Mr. Fred?
2: Mr. Mr. Okay. Mr. Fred, Mr.
4: mwangu is with you.
0: Yes, Mr. Mwengo, Thank Hello? you for calling in.
4: Good morning, sir. Uh, thank you for sharing your information about your association. I had a question. You said you had the you have Hartford insurance.
3: It's already established, right? In in Dallas. Um, not yet. Actually, we are in the process of uh, uh, establishing it. Uh, so we just sent um, the names of interested parties on Friday to Sam, who's one of the uh, the main contacts at Hartford. Um, so they are. Uh, they will be providing us a quote by Monday, by tomorrow. We should receive a quote. And then the next step is to then um, reach out to the members that are interested in signing up to let them know, you know, what what the prices would be, what the premiums would be. Uh, And then once uh, everyone is comfortable, then by this week we should be able to sign up. I see. Thank you, sir. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, sir. A question from our cause? Okay, looks like we have uh, five minutes before our call comes to an end. So I think Mr. Fred might ask some more qu- just personal questions for people to get to know more about you. Uh, can you tell us mm-hmm. how you found yourself in Australia before you moved to Dallas?
3: Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, I grew up in Ketway, uh and I went to a boarding school uh, in Coway. Ellen's was the name of the school. Um, and once I, I graduated high school, uh, I was looking at, um, you know, moving outside of Zambia, going to attend school elsewhere. And uh, there was a, there was a company set up in Kitwe. Um, if anyone is from Kitwe, they would know where uh, the Chisokon market is. There's a there used to be a bank there um, around Chisokoni, and 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 I think the building ended up having other businesses within that that building, and there was a a company that was um, helping students that were interested in in going to Australia or going abroad, and they would get your results and help you with the application process. And uh, I guess somewhere, somehow, that led me into deciding, you know, let me see if I can apply to to Sydney, to Australia, uh, to a college called uh, Carrick, which is an international uh college um and that's how i um uh, i applied and a few days later they accepted and um the the process was you know which is uh, tests and uh and uh, uh exams and all those things and the next thing i was um uh, i ended up in uh, in sydney in sydney australia wonderful okay.
0: guess, like, What was like the biggest uh, oh sorry does somebody have a question.
2: Hey,
4: Daddy, are you a- uh, this is Charles. Yes, Mr. Charles. Well, first president, actually, I'm from Tito, too. Yeah, when I just uh, finished high school. I used to handle a standard stock on the market over there.
3: So, okay.
4: have, having traveled different um, countries, you've lived in Australia, in Zambia, of course, and now you live here. Do you see, like, opportunities that people in in, in Zambia can, can tap into Australia or those Zambians in Australia can collaborate with those in, uh, in Zambia to tap into or Zambians here in the USA with Australia or Zambians in the US, USA with Zambia? Do you see, like, opportunities either trade or... Something that can be sought to Australia or here, or any opportunities like that for entrepreneurs.
3: Um, that, yeah, yes. In a nutshell, yes. That that is. Um, there's a lot of opportunities from here to Zambia or vice versa, uh, from Australia to Zambia. Uh, personally, I think technology is the next wave that we need to consider. Uh, you know, most of us that live out here in the United States, um, I think we have a great opportunity to help Zambia uh, look at opportunities in the technology world. Um, when you look at our uh, the way our Internet and data is set up in Zambia, it is quite expensive. Um, obviously, we, we have to factor in the electricity issue with the load shedding. Uh, But when you do look at the data, it's quite expensive. Uh, We don't have a high number of data centers. um, And also that leads into um, using tools and software that can help manage, you know, the mining industry. I think our greatest assets in Zambia uh, is the mining industry. Uh, We perhaps don't look so much into how we can maintain some of those uh, equipments uh, and blast furnaces or... Whatever other other parts of the of the mining system that um, that we have, and how perhaps we can save on um, on uh, on those on those equipments using technology. Uh, I think for the meantime, it it would be a great opportunity for us on this side of the world to see what we've learnt, whether it's tools like Salesforce, uh, QuickBooks, or uh, softwares that help manage uh, um, our mining industry better uh, and also just improve on the economical status of our, co- our communities. I think that's where, personally, I think there's a, there's an opportunity to make money. Sounds good. Thank you so much.
4: Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fred. So we have uh, 30 seconds before the call comes to an end. So I just want to take this time, Mr. Fred, for, to thank you for taking time out of your Sunday uh, to be with us and to share some of your experiences, uh, both in Australia and, uh, of course, here in the U.S., uh, and now as president for the Association of Zambians in Dallas. So we wish you uh, good luck with you and your team. I hope that you keep up the great work. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, everybody. And that's a wrap for today. We'll catch you next Sunday at the same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Have a wonderful Sunday.
3: Thank you.
1: Thank you.
4: Thank you, President Bell. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, people. I
2: ai not a la me lo ndo lo <inaudible>